0: Hello, Slate Plus. How are you? There's a whole new – I heard a new Slate Plus. There were about five other new Slate Plus podcasts this week. If you're a Slate Plus member, as I am, you're just overwhelmed with great podcasts. But here's one brief discussion that we can have that will enrich your Slate Plus life, Slate Plus. If you are on Twitter, you may have noticed that there are a lot of people on Twitter uh, with parentheses – echoing around their name, parentheses on both sides of their name over the last couple of weeks. This echo, it's an echo symbol. And people are wondering, where does it come from? What happened? So it turns out it comes out of a a response, a backlash against some white power, neo-Nazi, anti-Semitic folks who have been using that parentheses symbol around Jewish names to identify Jews when they're discussing Jews on the internet. And these are folks who generally are emboldened by Trump, seems to be the kind of underlying theme of it. It was first noticed by a Washington Post editor, and now a lot of Jews and also non-Jews on Twitter have kind of claimed the parentheses for themselves and are ringing their names with it. Emily, is this a a powerful moment of beating back the bullies, or is this uh, self-righteous indignation that overblows something that really didn't even matter to begin with?
1: I think powerful moment, but I also have these reservations about it. And then I can't decide if I'm just being like a self-hating Jew in my reservations. My reservations are really about the idea of surfacing all this anti-Semitism. Like, is that going to make the world a better place in the end? I mean, I know that it's of this moment of legitimate fear about Trump, but I also feel like these In my own experience of these Twitter accounts, they're like little teeny, teeny Twitter accounts. And so when prominent journalists retweet what they're saying, that's when they get airtime. And my own instinct has always been not to give them any airtime. Um, But then I start thinking, like, well, why don't I want to join into this moment? Is there something about that? Like, am I not um, fully appreciating the anti-Semitism here and, and wanting to kind of play it down in a way that's a problem as well. What do you think? I
0: don't, you know, it's funny. I don't, I, I, I it just doesn't, I don't get that worked up over it. And maybe it's because I actually haven't been the target of it. But, you know, Julia Yaffe writes something about, it's a very good story about Melania Trump and people send her death threats. Someone called her, there was a casket company that called her at home and said, we hear you'll be needing our services because uh, someone had called them. And, and you know, I can see that would be unsettling. But it, it's and there's um, a lot of
1: really ugly imagery, too, that she's get she's getting yeah, over Twitter.
0: I, I just I find it so hard to take it that seriously. It doesn't seem to me that anti-Semitism and even anti-Semitism towards journalism is really one of the great conditions of American life. I mean, these are these are people who are very fringy. You know, Jews have more security and power and influence than ever before and
1: in this country
0: it, it feels like it feels like the you know that if you want to worry about people who are being victimized on the internet you it's muslims and immigrants and hispanics that and that this this is a sort of way of it's is a way of claiming victimization that i don't even know what what great gain has been won by putting these parentheses around yourself it's beyond feeling good that oh i'm standing up for something I don't know. I don't know why
2: people do it, so actually
0: I'm not going to speculate
2: about why they do do it. But what I wonder is what is the normal person who is on Twitter – is it as toxic as as it feels even if you discount for the fact that a lot of us get attacked for – things that we report or say. I mean, there's the there's the stuff we report that's just a fact and just being the messenger of that fact gets you attacked. And then there's pieces that you report out and you come up with an opinion or a take or an assessment or an argument, and then that gets you attacked. And so those are two different kinds, but there's a lot of reasons to get people angry about you. And then you add in politics or race and religion and you can, you know, it can melt your screen. So what is, when are, there's definitely scholarship that shows that people have, basically opt out of political debates who aren't already on one side on the right or the left. But is that becoming more so the case about all things? You know, in other words, is this just a debate we're having among ourselves? Or is a is a school teacher in, you know, Paducah, Kentucky got a Twitter account where this splashes up into it and creates a more toxic public conversation than would have happened?
0: I mean, I think one thing that I do think has happened, this sort of relates to what you're saying, John, I don't know if it's exactly on point, is that one theory of Trump is Trump is – we've, we've talked about this. That Trump is merely expressing what is already out there and therefore uh, who are we to criticize him for doing it and who, who – we, we should be glad that now we're having the open conversation. And the other th- theory, which I subscribe to, is that actually you can force you – can, you can coerce people, you can induce people into behaving much more poorly – than they otherwise would. You can get them to take off the brakes that they normally put on their behavior. Basically Trump's presence is making people behave worse than they they feel they have a license to behave worse than they otherwise would. And they're encouraged and they're emboldened also when it causes the people they criticize to criticize them. It makes everyone behave in a more heightened emotional right. and hysterical manner. And the people feel justified for their, their opinions and their terrible opinions. and We would all be better off if there were just more – there were more breaks around it. People just sort of constrained themselves and chilled out a little bit because actually having open conversations about these things isn't – actually good. It just it just makes people it works people up into more of a lather than they need to be.
1: I mean, are you particularly talking about social media? And really, you're talking about anonymous social media, i.e. for us, Twitter?
2: You are. And so then that's why I was interested in how much is this the experience of people who uh,
1: civilians
2: actively? (laughs) Yeah, civilians. Yeah. I mean, who won't because what David's talking about seems to me to be the question of the day, not just about Trump, but everything, which is I mean, and this is why people were worried about incendiary public figures not being called out, because if they're not called out, they become attractive and they pull people away from their self-restraint. And that creates a bandwagon effect. And that bandwagon effect is itself a creation. It's not that the bandwagon exists and it rolls behind the the public exactly, figure exactly exactly it, that it actively actually creates something and that so then the right question but is, is the response
0: but is there is your response want that bag language is, there, is it, are you better off to ignore it and be like you know whatever these people are if i don't if i don't goad them if i don't respond to them like eventually they're going to get tired of it right. or is it to actually heighten the contradictions and make it more tense and more engage with them i mean the, this is the
2: old free speech argument which is let people say whatever they want because you want to beat the ideas in the in the public argument you want to You want to explain why racism is a bad thing, not just because it's a word that you get called when you say something and so you're not supposed to say that kind of thing, but that we have – you know, that our country is founded on the idea that you're not judged based on your birth, your parents or your skin color or your religion, that this is not just some small idea. This is the thing people like sacrificed their lives for and fought wars for and that public conversation doesn't just shame people for being politically incorrect but maybe educates. And then the other idea is, you know, this other one, which is, which David articulated. I mean, does it depend
1: somewhat on who the messenger is and how big that person's microphone is, right? Like, I have no doubt in my mind that when Donald Trump says something on TV that is racist, we should unpack it and talk about it. But when someone who has, like, 87 Twitter followers tweets some, like, hooked-nosed Jew image Mm. at me... With some like gross, disgusting text. Like why he has eighty or she, whatever, has 87 followers. Mm-hmm. Why should I amplify that person's very teeny tiny platform? I just don't like that's the thing that's making me stop.
0: Also, yeah. you were not hook nosed. No I just want
1: that recorded. <laughs> it was also male, this image. I don't think it was supposed to be me. I don't know. A few years ago, um, I, there was this image of me that was going around on some anti-Semitic websites, I guess, that was like my picture for being on TV. And it had a Jew- that yellow Jewish star with, you know, Juden on it, like the Nazi marker. And my instinct was not to go show it to everyone. I mean, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. like I was embarrassed to be portrayed that way. I just thought it was gross. And like, I wasn't gonna display it. But then on the other hand, there's a way in which what's this 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 echo and the retweeting of the anti-Semitism that's happening right now is a Jewish version of reclaiming an epithet. And maybe there is some power in that, although I also, like you, David, tend to think that American anti-Semitism is really not the form of victimhood that we should be particularly concerned about, given all of the racism and anti-Muslim sentiments swirling around. And so then I start wondering if there's a little bit of appropriation going on.
2: I saw Jonathan Weissman left Twitter for Facebook. Did you see that?
1: Oh, that's interesting. Well, because then you can yeah. get away from the anonymous people. That is the problem with Twitter.
2: Yeah, that the anonymous. Um, and, and I mean, I definitely know a lot of more and more people who are in public life basically don't look at anything that's tweeted to or at them. They only have. In, they only basically use it like, like Reddit or like Memorandum as an incoming
0: kind of news feed.
1: Yeah, that's I must, interesting. I must.
0: I, I must just have a that. very gentle group of. People who pay attention to me, because nobody, nobody, you know, I if I say something, you're tweeting beautiful Fest, pictures will, of trees
1: and right. Cool no, buildings. but even when
0: I say stupid stuff on the Gabfest, <laughs> basically people, you know, they'll write me a nasty note or two on Twitter. But whatever, it's fine. But are you guys inundated with with people, you know?
2: Yeah, people making
0: get... you a. a Turning you into a Norse god, John? About <laughs> no, no. It's just people
2: who, you know, people are just like vicious and violent about. I, sometimes you don't even know what's
0: got them worked up.
1: For me, it goes in waves. It depends on what I've re- written recently.
0: Hmm. All right. Well, Slate Plus, we've solved that. Another problem solved. Also,
2: you know, Plus we form. should say that it's not just, I mean. There are lots of people who who make themselves feel better by saying horrible things about other people. I mean there's so there's a way in which for some people social media is – it's like a little shot in the arm you can give yourself right. by saying something horrible about another person. That's really um,
1: not a good – if that's true, you should try to check that impulse. Is that a good sign?
2: No, it's not a good sign, but it it is, <laughs> it is a truth of human
1: nature. It is nature. a truth of human nature, but it is an unfortunate one.
0: All right. Later, skaters. Bye-bye.